0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: So, when you're thinking about what you want to spend time doing in retirement, you know, the day-to-day activities that people spend their time doing in retirement really kind of make the difference between thriving or kind of settling in and and not having as wonderful a chapter of life as you can have. So we put together some things that are proven hobbies that actually can generate revenue in retirement. And so if these are some of the things you love, there's actually a pretty good market for this. And you might find that one of these passion-filled things or one of these just hobbies that you love to just twiddle around doing during the day or evening or night Maybe you're up all night long doing one of these things. Um, these can actually create a really good stream of income for you in retirement, and as well as make the transition into retirement a lot more simple. And a so, lot of times, when you're able to earn some income,
0: when it's on your own time and on your own demands and whatever you want to do, it's a lot
1: funner. Yes, that's that's very true. So, okay. So, some of this is going to almost sound a little silly because it literally is just hobby type of things, but some of it's going to be things you might not have thought of. So, let's start with some of the later-hearted things. So, first of all, woodworking. Woodworking has become something that has a lot of demand connected to it, and it's a great way to earn income both through building and repairing everything from, like, chairs to bookcases. Right. You know, one of the things I know that I've struggled with in life was it's hard to find a handyman, (laughs) one that you can trust, yes, but especially one that can actually fix furniture or wood related things. So if you have any skill as a woodworker, whether it's creating things or whether it's fixing things, then as a retiree, I think there's a pretty good market for you to earn some income and supplement your other forms of income while you're retired. And a lot of times it's really just
0: putting it out there, letting people know that that's something that you're that you're doing now and that you really enjoy, and the word will get out, trust me. <laughs> yes,
1: most definitely. <laughs> okay, another hobby type of thing is sewing. I mean, I remember when I was young, I remember my mom sewing all of our clothes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Did yours? Absolutely. We had shorts and shirts, and everything <laughs> was homemade. <laughs> yes, and my mom would take my brother's old hand-me-downs and she would sew flower-shaped patches on them to make them look like girl clothes. <laughs> and then it's something new. <laughs> that's right. So I had a lot of funny little pants with flowers on them and things like that. But when, when you have the ability to sew, that's almost like a lost art. It's a very good talent. It is. And um, if sewing's your passion... It can just also become your business there is a website that's called etsy etsy and etsy is literally filled as an online marketplace with people who have turned sewing and many other arts and crafts types things into small businesses so if you like to sew to make baby blankets or if you just like to sew to make bibs or if you like to sew to make clothing Or if you just like to repair things, there is definitely a market for someone who has the lost talent of sewing. There's even websites
0: out there that will show you and teach you how to sew. So if you're a beginner and you want to get into it, you can actually learn it from the Internet as well.
1: I think that's really neat. You know, I remember when I was young, my mom taught me how to knit, but I don't remember how to do it. I would really need to have a refresher course on knitting, but I see so many different things out there that have been knit and that are for sale, clothing, hats, different things like that. It is really a big, booming business.
0: And those are originals. They're keepsakes. They're things that people, you know, have a sentimental value to, so it really makes something really heartfelt.
1: Yep. And along that same line with sewing, the whole arts and crafts industry is something where People can take everyday items and really kind of turn them into something magical. You know, some of the things that I see that create the most income in retirement for people who have a talent with arts and crafts are things like framing. So going to the store and having something matted or framed is really expensive. Very costly. You're always looking for the coupons. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And if you have a talent with doing this, the likelihood is you can do it for a lot less than one of the big stores can do. And I know people who have a business where all they're doing is framing things or creating plaque-like looking type of things because they frame documents or things like that. So that side of arts and crafts is kind of interesting. How about the scrapbooking? A lot of times,
0: I know I have a drawer full of all the photos and everything that I said with all my kids and stuff, I'm going to get it into a scrapbook someday. (laughs) If I could pay pay someone to do that, yeah, if I could pay someone to do that,
1: absolutely.
0: And there's people out there who
1: love doing it. Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the interesting industries that has sort of sparked, right? So getting old photographs into scrapbooks or photo albums or digitizing your photos so there's people who run services that they literally will take your old boxes of photos and digitize them scan them put them into you know folders where you can keep them then and that is such a wonderful service for you know saving memories but it's also something that can be a lucrative income stream for a retiree who's time to do something like that and enjoys it so i think that's kind of kind of neat but um, when you have those kind of artsy talents, there is definitely a market for them. If you figure out where to go find the audience, and that Etsy.com website is definitely a place where the audience That's exists. A great spot, yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of different topics. Yep. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about something different. Mm. Let's talk about car restoration. What we have seen uh, also become something that retirees spend a lot of time on is restoring cars, and it can become a very lucrative hobby in retirement.
0: A lot of people out there are looking for those old classic cars, but maybe don't have the time to go out and look for certain pieces or parts that they might be missing, and you could be the helper to do that.
1: You know, um, I have a boyfriend, and he absolutely loves fixing things, and What he loves even more than fixing things is rummaging around a scrapyard finding parts (laughs) for cars to restore them. Hidden treasures. (laughs) Yes. Now, I can't think of anything I'd want to do less (laughs) than either one of those things, but he loves it. like It's like a kid in a candy store. So that's definitely something that I can see him doing in retirement is... Rummaging around, finding the parts, restoring classic cars. And that type of hobby really does have the potential to generate significant income with relatively little overhead.
0: Right. There's not a lot of upkeep that you have to do because you might be doing it for someone else. So you're going to get the parts, do the job, and then it's out of your hair. So
1: Yep, exactly. Okay, another thing that is something that we're seeing happen more and more in retirement is people relying upon their writing skills. So there is a market, if you are a writer, for different things. You know, most of them are going to be on the Internet because the Internet continues to invade our lives on a daily basis. (laughs) I remember when my mom told me she finally figured out Facebook. (laughs) And now she stalks all of her children to see what they're up to. Opened a whole new world for them. (laughs) It really did. Yep. But freelance writers through the internet can really make a very good living. And freelance writing, especially in retirement, is ideal if you have that skill set because you can choose how much time you want to spend writing articles or searching out work or things like that. So there is a demand for great content on any topic you could possibly imagine.
0: And if it's a topic you're passionate about, it's going to be easy to write about.
1: Yes. So if you can... Combine your love of the topic and get a paycheck for writing about it. I think that's a beautiful thing. I also think that this is something that's going to become more and more prevalent, too, as people retire. And part of the reason is kids coming out of school today don't have the same level of writing ability as people who are in an older generation. Absolutely. Unless that child has a specific desire to be a writer or has taken more classes, The art of writing, the sentence structure, just even composing letters is not something that our young people are as skilled with now. And so there continues to be a demand for well-written, grammatically correct pieces about a lot of different things. So I think that that's kind of a, a really neat way that someone can spend time writing. As an author myself, I can see where that would be something I'd find enjoyable once I retire. other things that you can do that are hobbies. One of the things I hear a lot of retired people say is they really like to just get in the car and drive. Like they like road trips. They like being able to drive. They like the freedom of the road and things like that. And one of the ways that driving or enjoyment of driving can translate into income is driving for some type of ride sharing service. Like an Uber or a Lyft or something like that. A lot of different services that are up and coming. Right. And it's interesting because when I go to larger metropolitan areas, I would say at least half of the drivers that I find doing those things are over the age of 65 and they're retired people. And it's awesome when you get to talk
0: to them because when you're traveling in different cities because they're retired they're usually from that city yes they can Mm -hmm. tell you some great history of it so it's a great information sharing too
1: yeah and it's interesting i think because they're more apt to talk to you and just enjoy some small talk and some conversation than some of the younger drivers are so i think it makes for a pretty enjoyable ride yes
0: (laughs) a little education too
1: yeah but that can be a really good paying hobby And that's also one that you're completely in control of how much time you spend doing it. So people are gravitating towards that because of the high level of flexibility that it has. Okay, another thing that we frequently see people doing is becoming a consultant. Right, a
0: lot of times their careers have been their whole life, and they're gonna go retire from that, and it's still everything that they
1: know. Yes, so your wisdom, your expertise, your experience, absolutely matters. And people still want to tap into that, even if you're not willing to be at somebody's beck and call full time.
0: Again, you kind of get a lay the ground rules.
1: Right. So if you've been in any kind of executive position or technical position or things like that, where you've built a stable of expertise and you are keeping up on the industry on your own, the consulting gig can be a really good paying job for people.
0: Especially when you're someone who's retired who has been in an industry or a, a career for your whole life, you know everything about that product or that, that system. So you have a lot of wisdom to share.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So when you're thinking about driving around and you're thinking about sharing your wisdom and you're thinking about how you want to spend your time what we start to see people doing is traveling more. Especially during that first 10 years of retirement.
0: Absolutely, it's when it's fun to get up and go your freedom you have no limitations so you can kind of get up and go whenever you know as how far you how far you want and how long you want to go so
1: right so believe it or not there's actually ways to make money when you're traveling and it might be some areas that you haven't really thought about yet
0: a lot of times when people are traveling they can do blogs or write about what their travels are or give information on their travel or guide tours. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to share your experience and earn an income while doing it.
1: And I have a friend who um, is in her late 50s. She retired early. And what she is spending her time doing now is organizing trips for women to areas that she's always wanted to travel to. So she scopes out all of the locations. She scopes out the hotel. She loves doing that travel research and putting together amazing experiences. And then she puts it out there for women, usually single women are the ones that are going on these trips, to be able to tie in and go somewhere with a group of people where they wouldn't necessarily have gone alone.
0: Right. Makes it a fun experience.
1: It does, but it also makes people feel more safe when they're with a group. And people who don't want to do all that travel preparation and organizing love it when somebody else does. And they
0: can just jump on the bus.
1: <laughs> jump on the bus and go. Yes, exactly. So if you're a travel bug, you can make money by writing about your travel experiences. You can make money by organizing travel experiences. And here's one you might not have thought of. There's actually a market for international house sitting. So if you can imagine being able to spend some time for free at a French vineyard or in the countryside of Italy, (laughs) and somebody's paying you to do that. That Sounds
0: terrible. (laughs) Sounds absolutely awful.
1: Horrible. What a terrible (laughs) retirement activity to be doing. But when you um, can find a way to tap into the International House Sitting Network, which is a real thing, then you can actually get paid to be there taking care of somebody's property, making sure everything's going okay. might even involve some pet sitting, things like that. Some
0: upkeep around the house, all that type of stuff. So
1: Yep. So there's a website called Mind My House, and that's just one of different websites that are out there that can connect you to the international house sitting networks. And um, a lot of times there's a, a membership fee to join, but... I mean, you're really going to make that back up when you can travel somewhere and have your lodging paid for and maybe even get paid to do it.
0: Absolutely. You can check it out on House Sitting Magazine. There's free on; It's a free online publication that gives you more information about it, too.
1: Yep. All right. Here's one that I would like to find somebody to do for me is I see a lot of retirees turning running errands for other people into a very nice stream of income.
0: I've already tapped into my mother <laughs> saying, hey, mom, you're retired. I know you love to shop, so I'm looking for some new towels. I'm looking for, you know, some new kitchenware. And oh, she, I love it. She absolutely loves it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, I I don't like to grocery shop. I do not like to go get my own groceries. Now, fortunately, I can order them online and things like that, but um, – when that happens, you just don't get that same little TLC of somebody picking out the best produce for you exactly. or shopping for deals or things like that. So having somebody that actually cared that was would be willing to run errands like that or even to just go grab the dry cleaning or run the kids here or do something like that. So we're seeing a lot of hobbies of people who like to shop, like to do different things, like to drive being in or turning into running errands for other people type of small businesses.
0: Right. So again, it's the things that you love and the things that you're good at, and you can turn it into income.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing that people don't always um, realize is an option for them is renting out your space. So when I say that, it could be renting out extra rooms in your house, like an Airbnb type of environment. It could be renting out rooms for travelers that maybe you know or who have been referred to you. Um, or if you have any type of like office space or studio space or things like that, renting it out for short-term usage can often be really lucrative for people.
0: There's a lot of times when you don't think of the spaces that you have,
1: mm-hmm. spaces that
0: you're not utilizing anymore, that can you can turn into income.
1: Yeah. And, you know, in some of the larger cities, there's a lot of things that are called pop-up shows. And so even if you just have an empty, vacant office space or an empty, vacant room or things like that, Pop-up shows um, happen a lot for artists where they want to have a one-day show or they want to have a one-week show or something like that. They're real short-term, but you can command a pretty good price for the rental of a short-term rental when you're doing something like that. So renting out your space in retirement, that's not really a hobby, but I guess the hobby might be figuring out who you want to rent it to, (laughs) but it's another good source of income during retirement. Okay. So when you are doing some of the things you love and trying to turn them into income, one of the other things that we see is coin collecting. Do you know very many coin collectors, Julie?
0: Not very many anymore. It's kind of a lost art, I think. I think it is. A little bit.
1: Yeah. And what's neat about coin collecting is not only is it a great way to kind of touch the past, you know, with holding coins that were minted many, many years ago and kind of thinking about the historical, you know, value of them. But it's easy to sell some of your collections or even open an online store for it. So places like eBay or things like that. Um, When you're collecting things of value, especially sometimes if you just know what's more valuable, you just happen upon different things – then that can become a very lucrative source of income for people.
0: And the hobby part of it, it's, it's always a lot of fun, too, for searching for that one lost coin or yep. the, the one uh, elusive one that got away. So it's a great, you know, fun hobby that you can turn in, again, to income.
1: And what frequently can happen is if you get really good at collecting something like coins or something that has valuable, people often parlay that over to things like stamps or antiques or other collectibles. Because once you get good at the game of spotting value in a collectible and then being able to find the right marketplace to sell it and generate income, that in and of itself is a business skill that can translate to just about anything. Absolutely. So that's kind of a fun one. All right. Here's the last one we want to talk about for hobbies that can turn into income during retirement. It's coaching. So... You may have spent a lot of time watching your kids or coaching your kids as they grow up and maybe even coaching your grandkids or maybe even coaching at a high school or a college level. But coaches are in demand for a lot of sports, and coaching pays some decent income for people. Absolutely. So if you have a skill or if you have a sport or if you have something that you can offer your coaching expertise at, That is a really good way to make some money during retirement. Not necessarily
0: just sports either. It could be um, teaching piano or teaching vocals or anything like that. So it correlates into any kind of, yeah, Mm -hmm. all that, all those.
1: That all kind of falls under the same gamut. And there's also a rise in something called life coaching. And when you have a lot of experience of having lived, as long as you've lived to get to retirement, you've developed a lot of life experience. And sometimes that's helpful to other people.
0: And they want to know. They
1: do. They definitely do. So those are some things that can help you in retirement. Um, When you're planning for that income in retirement, you might need to have uh, some type of budget tool to figure out how that income is going to impact you. So if you'd like to reach out to us at SterkFinancialServices.com, we've got a great strategic retirement toolkit we can send to you. And it includes information that you can use to figure out how to take these incomes from your hobbies and plug them into your retirement picture. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Sturk.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider. and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned here at Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturt Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555.